0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocks podcast. I am so excited that you are back with me today and I am back with a very good friend of mine and I'm really, really, um, man, I I wish that I could just be sitting face-to-face with this man and I've done that many times over the years. Um, But this is is one of the people who is a behind-the-scenes homeschool leader that many of you may not know his name, but after this week, you're going to know who he is, and you're going to be so very encouraged by our conversation this week. But before we get into it, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com and try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, I am here this week with my friend, Roger Smith, and you, you put Roger Smith on your name, but we could call you Roger Smith, MD, or we could call you Dr. Smith. What, what do you like to be referred to as?
1: Well, uh, you know, names names do mean things, but uh, really, I just want to be a friend uh, and to be a help. And so uh, whatever, whatever name folks are comfortable with, uh, naturally, whenever they're not very familiar with me, they tend to call me. Dr. Smith, but, uh, you know, you and I are friends. I'm Roger. And, uh, so, uh,
0: (laughs) well, I promise not to call you bruh. we We're good there. <laughs> How, I'm sure you've seen it before that that funny, you know, little meme where it says, you know, the 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 prog- progression of what our kids call us as moms. It starts out with mommy, then mama, then mom, then bruh. <laughs> and I just think that's so funny. My girls do not call me bruh. But, um, you know, it, it's not too far from it sometimes. So anyway, I am so glad to have you with me this week, Roger. We're talking about parenting this week. And I think that this is one of the topics that everyone listening to can get excited about because homeschooling is parenting. That's really what it comes down to. It's us parenting our kids and being intentional in parenting them well. And that's not easy to do. We need resources. We need people to help us walk through this journey of of, of parenting and of homeschooling, um, you know, we've got the word of God that tells us so much of what we need to know when it comes to parenting. But it's also so helpful to learn from those who have gone before us. They've learned some things the hard ways. They've been, you know, privy to to knowing how to parent by other people who have gone before them. And that's how the human race works, right? We learn from others. We learn from God. And we pray really hard on our knees that the Lord will help us through this journey of parenting our kids and leading them towards Christ. And so Roger, I would love for you to introduce you and your family to us. I know you just recently wrote a book called Parenting with Influence. And so it's such a great book. And we're going to talk about all things from the little bitty ones all the way up through the teen years. And like I said, uh, Roger's a physician. So I'm going to let you introduce what you do and who you are.
1: Sure. Well, I am from Louisiana and uh, born and raised in Louisiana. We lived a short time in Kentucky when I was in medical training, uh, but uh, always been a Southerner. And so you can probably tell that in my lingo. (laughs) Uh, We have uh, I'm I'm married to Jan Caldwell Smith and we um, we married in college. So uh, we didn't uh, we've had a pattern of not waiting for uh, life to get to a certain stage before we decided to do something. Uh, so, uh, we married before we finished college. We had children while we were in medical school. Uh, and, uh, and then we went on to medical residency and you know, I was one of the few that had children. Uh, uh, there were a lot that were married, but nonetheless, that's been our pattern of just not waiting. We, we, we determined that we would not have destination disease. I'll yeah. do X, Y, Z when I get to whatever. So, um, it's, it's been both good and hard uh, through those years. And so uh, I am uh, in medical practice in a small town in Louisiana, and uh, I'm board certified in both internal medicine and pediatrics. Um, and so I refer to myself as a country doctor. <laughs> uh, you still um, make so house calls, right? Actually, um, I on occasion do. So um, it's not something that we do on a regular basis because uh, there's only so much you can do in a, in a home setting, but there, there is still a situation where a home visit is appropriate. So, um, but I have, we have four children. They're all adults now Uh, and there are six grandchildren uh, in the next tier down. Uh, And so um, all, all of my children were home educated. they uh, they went to college, got college degrees, and they all have big boy and big girl jobs. My daughter owns her own business, so she she employs herself.
0: so I want to talk really quickly about uh, before we get into deep into the topic of parenting, about your homeschool journey and why you chose to homeschool your kids because your kids are all adults now. So you were one of those pioneer yeah. homeschool parents. and and you didn't mention this, Roger. But you and Jan are on the board of Homeschool Louisiana, and we have often on this podcast had different state organization leaders, and it's it's such an important role that you play because you really do help specifically in the state of Louisiana to keep your homeschool freedoms there and to help homeschoolers in that state. But you also work kind of nationwide with homeschool uh, families as well and with keeping freedoms alive nationwide um, across the board. And so, um, so talk about your homeschool journey. Why did you decide to homeschool in the beginning? I mean, that that was when only the crazy people were homeschooling.
1: We were part of the crazy bunch. Uh, And, uh, you know, we never heard of home education until we were, I was in medical school and we were teaching a fifth and sixth grade Sunday school class at our church. And one Saturday afternoon, we were having a Sunday school party at our house and we were expecting this, uh, a new associate pastor to come to the church. Uh, and they arrived that day and, and in the middle of our party, they dropped off, uh, their children that were that age for the party and they blended in just beautifully. They were bright. They were energetic. They were, they were knowledgeable. They engaged with us in a very positive way. And I said, what, what is up with these kids? This is, this is unusual. And, uh Come to find out they were home educated and they were really the pioneers. We were kind of in the stage 1A, so to speak, <laughs> you know, not the second generation, but one and a half. And so uh, we saw that we didn't have children at the time, and, but we saw these kids and we went, something is going right with this. And so we began uh, trying to learn everything we could about it. And Jan was always bored in school she was, she was very frustrated. And she said, I do not want to do that to my children. And when we learned of home education, she, she was instantly, and she's an early adopter, you know? And so she, she said, that's what we're doing. And, uh, so, but our family thought we were crazy. There's no doubt about it. First question was, is that even legal? Right. Uh, is, is that a good idea? Uh, you're going to ruin your children. That's that, that was our introduction was, uh, children being dropped off at a Sunday school party and so it's been a great journey for us so it was several years later before we uh, began our own personal journey and uh, it's been a good ride. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say this is what you do step by step and I've witnessed it over and over again both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents
0: Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Roger. Um, So we're talking about parenting this week. And I know you've recently written a book called Parenting with Influence. And I want to just dive into the world of parenting. And the first thing I want to talk about is discipleship, because we talk about discipleship all the time on this podcast. And it's something that I think we need to constantly remind ourselves of, and we need to constantly be trained in the world of discipleship. And so you, you talked about your kids. You've got four grown children. They're all successful. And I always hesitate to use the word successful because how do you define that? You know, what what does success mean in this world today? So instead of saying, how, how do we raise our kids to be successful? Let me ask this. How do we raise our kids to be biblically successful to do what God has created them to do?
1: You know, um, it really starts with uh, the man in the mirror. And if we are living if we're living the values, we have a chance. That's our, our, our beginning chance to passing those on. And so um, people do what people see. And uh, so it behooves us to really be constantly growing in our faith and our understanding of what, what is a biblical life. Yeah. Uh, and, and so as the children go through Life with us, they begin to have some context for what the teaching actually looks like, and so, so uh, we can't overlook the fact that we've got to be living it first mm. uh, if we're going to pass it on. You know, there's there's all kinds of ways to communicate the values, uh, uh, but seeing it lived out is is essential. We were talking a little uh, earlier before we started the show about about your home and the impact on others, and. You know, what happens at home, we've always said that's what normal is, what happens in our house. And so that determines what is a normal biblical living. What is normal kindness? What is normal generosity? What does that look like? Uh, And so uh, we do have to first live it, but we do also need to have a plan for communicating it. And uh, we always use books. You know, the bedtime routine was so important to us because— Somehow, there's a magical moment with children whenever they start to get horizontal, that that their hearts and their minds are open to principles and values and discussions of things that are important more than the someone took my doll today. You know, it, it was what do I dream about? What do I want to be like? And you know, so um, so we we use the bedtime to to talk about. Values And uh, books helped us. So we always were on the uh, lookout for, for books that had good principles, you know, and they didn't even have to be Christian books. But if they were books that had character traits, we loved those. And the children loved them.
0: Yes. Good books are so very important because it does open up a whole world of being able to explore together and you experience these stories together. But it also Teaches what we're trying to teach our kids. I was you and I before right. we jumped on. Actually, we were we were talking about Ginger Hubbard's uh, new book. She's got two new books that are out, and one of them is called Sam and the Sticky Situation. And we we have um, some friends that we've been reading this book to, and they love this book. And it's all about whining, and it's so funny because we read this and they just want to listen to this book over and over and over and over again. I read it five times yesterday. And so it's such a sweet book, but it's a book that teaches Christ like character and teaches kids to yeah. kind of open their eyes towards, you know, the sin of whining. And there's another one about lying. And it's, it's so cool to be able to read books and experience that with our kids and teach them lessons that they don't even know they're being taught to them. It's yeah. just a fun story. Um, so, so yeah, books are a great way. Did you, when, when you had your kids in their teen years and in their preteen years, were they the type of kids like mine who they wanted to have the deep conversations right at bedtime, even if it oh, were 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night?
1: Oh yes, definitely. It's, it's, it's after 10 o'clock. That's the, that's the teen time. And so, uh, uh, they would come sit on your bed at night and, and, and that's when they ask all the important stuff. And so, Yes. Oh my goodness. Parents, if they start talking to you, you've got to wake up. You mm-hmm. cannot say, get out of my room. You've got, you know, there may be a time when you say, okay, that's enough for tonight, but there's, there's just a window of time that children open their hearts, their minds and their value systems to you. And, uh, it is so important to be sensitive to that. And for teens, it is after dark. Uh, and so, um, Typically, you know, yeah. you know, there's no universal situation, but typically teens like to talk in the middle of the night, and uh, so don't miss those opportunities for ch- For little children, it's usually a different time of the day, uh, but uh, but you know, we've got to be very sensitive to that and adjust to where our children are, because um, uh, we want them to change. We've got to we've got to meet them where they are.
0: Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. So, okay, as we're talking through discipleship and communicating our family values to our kids, whether that's through through literature or through just having conversations with them or reading scripture with them, memorizing scripture, I mean, there are so many ways that we can do that. Did you, with your kids, did you have, um, were, were you really intentional with all of them about establishing goals for them? And who they would become. And I don't mean necessarily like, okay, when you grow up, what do you want to be? You know, when they're 11 years old and let's go towards that. Because, you know, most 18 year olds don't even know what they want to be when they grow up. A lot of 25 year olds don't know what they want to be when they grow up. But how did you help your kids to establish goals based on how God created them and then help them to reach those goals as they were growing
1: up? The phrase that you used, how God created them is so important. Because we all come here wired a certain way with certain gifts and certain insights and responses to different situations. And, and so uh, the number one thing that we as parents must do is know our child. And we have to become a student of our child. And sometimes we use actually tools. You know, there are, there are all kinds of things that we use in the business world, the strength finders and the personality profiles and different things. Use those with your children. Those can help help you to kind of get your head wrapped around who they are as a person and what kind of uh, path they should be on. You know, the the, the scripture that is so often uh, referred to uh, from Proverbs says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And, and it literally means in his way. Hmm. Uh, and so knowing the child and how they are, programmed to know that child's way, you know, and, and therefore that we can guide them in those decisions and goal setting. And so it's it, it, sometimes we, we feel like the parent should be setting the goals. But in reality, we should be helping the child set the goals and find the path. And that's, that's such a, an exciting journey with each child to be able to just discover who they are and help them to recognize it. And let me tell uh, a little bit about one of my my children from the very early years. He was an artist Um, and he would make sculptures in the mud and he would call Jan over and say, look what I made. And of course, she couldn't tell what it was. But as soon as he said it, she could see it. It was like he was creating things. And so she began calling him her little artist. But he didn't want to hear that at the time because that wasn't cool. (laughs) But art is part of who he is. And he began over the years as we gave him opportunities to, you know, develop those artistic skills. He embraced that, you know, but it was part of helping him find his way.
0: Yeah. Give give a few more examples of how we can do that with our kids, because oftentimes we hear like, okay, when we have kids, we need to help them find like figure out who they are and, and there are some obvious things like, you know, I have one who is an artist as well. I mean, she's really great at art and always has been, I cannot draw or paint to save my life. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. I can't sing either. Um, but she was just born with this gift of art, but that's not necessarily her path in life is to become a professional artist. It's just part of how God wired her. That's right. How do we, really dig deep. And, and we have an opportunity with having our kids home with us all of the days of their childhood to be able to figure out who they are, but can you give some more practical, like here's how to really hone in on who they are and how God created them?
1: Our oldest child was, he was our easy child after the first two years. I mean, he was so headstrong. We thought we were going to lose our mind in the first two or three years. Uh, But once he finally decided that we weren't his enemy, then uh, (laughs) then uh, he was he was easy. He was bright. He read early. He you know, he was very compliant. He was very you know, so uh, we thought we were wonderful parents. But nonetheless, um, uh, he, he could do so many different things. And but one thing that happened to us with him is that someone in his life, Uh, 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 a youth program leader came to us and said, we recognize this ability in your son. And it was leadership. Okay. He says, your son is a leader. Okay. So sometimes it's other people that will tell you (laughs) what's going on with your child. So we need to listen to all the voices. So sometimes it may be our, even our in-laws, you know, that recognize something, Uh, uh, you know, some teacher or, Program leader, or something, they recognize certain giftings, and so, um, and then I've already mentioned, you know, using tools of assessing giftings or insights and things like that. But in the case of the the, the leader son, uh, this this friend said he's going to be a leader, and you better you should train him. And there's this business leadership conference that's going to be in town next month, and I think you should take him. He was uh, 14 or 15 at the time, and this was for business leaders. He was the only kid there. but it started him on a path of learning and he, it, it, he, he swallowed a hook line and sinker. And so sometimes we need to think it, think of tools that adults in the business world would would pursue as far as uh, development tools. and so books. You know, he started listening to. At the time, it was tapes and CDs. Uh, now it's podcasts. But um, exposing them to to people in in uh, worlds that operate in those giftings. So, so our daughter, who is uh, now a fashion designer, you know, we thought she was just playing whenever she was cutting out paper dolls. We didn't know that she was going to be using those scissors for a living. But we began to connect her with people that really were understood fashion and understood sewing and understood, you know, all the things in that, that field, uh, among other things we exposed her to, but that's what took, you know, we didn't know what was going to take. We just knew what her strengths were. And, um, you know, to some degree, they kind of choose their path. We just need to expose them to a lot of different options that are within their strength zones. We grow in our strength zones. We don't grow in our weaknesses. We tend to only want to work on the weaknesses, but we need to work on the strengths.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Okay. I have more questions on that, but we're out of time. So we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking about this because you're talking about exposing our kids to a variety of different things so that we can learn what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and how they are wired, but also that can become overwhelming, especially if you have more than one child. So let's talk about that on Wednesday. We will be back with Roger on Wednesday. You guys, um, thank you for listening today. If you are blessed by the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and by the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, would you consider making a donation to the ministry so that we can continue doing what we do? You can do that online by going to schoolhouserocked.com. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly donation and support the ministry. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.
1: I'm Paul Hastings, the host of Compelled Podcast. We use gripping, immersive storytelling to celebrate the powerful ways God is transforming Christians around the globe. Listen to unique and compelling testimonies from people like Ron, who was sentenced to 500 years in prison at the age of 22. Ron knew that he was utterly alone. Or was he? Or listen to Virginia, an attorney defending Christians in court who one fateful afternoon came face to face with a trained assassin sent to kill her. With countless stories demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ to change lives, you can listen to Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com.